Seven Days to Play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Edwin. And I'm Sam. For the past seven days, I have recommended Edwin to play a game. Suggested. Suggested Edwin to play a game called Ur's Virus. Ur's Virus. Ur's Virus by QC Play Limited. In the UK, QC means Queen's Council, mm. which is a kind of a lawyery type who appears in court with those great wigs. Wigs and a uh, gown. A gown. Yeah. The old wig and gown. <laughs> great pub. <laughs> QC everywhere else might mean quality control, which I feel... Oh! <laughs> dodged a bullet on this game. Could have used a little, a little more, baby. <laughs> Aries virus. First of all, kind of awkward to say. I, I always want to say Aries, like the the best sign of Capricorn. zodiac oh. sign do you happen to be an aries i am an aries <laughs> i couldn't have guessed uh, <laughs> or is it more like airs like airs rock in australia is that how you Ooh, spell it though no, no you spell aries with a y yeah e s right a y e r s i didn't realize that'd be a spelling test in this show <laughs> <laughs> i was not prepared but yes either way ares awkward ours because really it should be ours virus and get that checked out straight away <laughs> <laughs> you need to no one wants a virus from your ours either way the virus is named very awkwardly and rather than concentrating on the story it made me wonder how do i pronounce this yes agreed but iris virus is the latest from qc play it is a zombie twin stick shooter twin stick i have not heard of this <laughs> is that is that a genre? It is. Oh. What would be a good example of a twin stick shooter that was popular? Brawl Stars is actually a twin stick shooter. Twin stick? Oh, that's exciting. Is that typically top down then? Usually top down. Yeah. So one stick controls your movement. Another stick controls like a 360 degree Your-per-rotation. angle of shooting. So you can kind of shoot behind you while walking forward. Exactly. Lots of strafing. And oh. chafing. <laughs> yeah. Imagine shooting backwards while walking forwards. That is, yeah, that chafing is going to happen. They all chafe and strafe. Another great pub. So one of the reasons why I selected this was because of the potential of story. Oh, I thought it was because you're desperate and it just popped up in search. <laughs> but okay. It did just appear on search. <laughs> you start off, boom, straight away after you get all the various uh, production house logos. Uh, you are launched straight into the story. And you get to read it every time you start the game, which is always nice. Uh, on May 8th. <laughs> Something, something happened. A virus broke out. Uh, our city was under attack by mutated creatures. The police were sent urgently. The whole city got into a panic. Evidence suggested that Ares, a government science project, had a direct link with these mutated creatures. This project aims to create super soldiers by studying on the new virus that is able to mutate human genes. On May 15th. Okay, so that goes on. <laughs> I kind of skipped all of this. I was under the impression initially uh, you were not able to skip it, mm. only you afterwards. Can't, you can't skip the first few sentences. A short story, governments, yada yada, zombies, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Ready to go. Did yeah. you log in with your Facebook account? I don't have a Facebook account. <laughs> Aha, can't catch me. <laughs> can't harvest my data. Uh, and then you get, every time you open a game, you get a great announcement about how they have an issue about logging in uh, for Facebook. They like use a really odd term. Like, once you have the account set up, you must bind it. <laughs> bind my account. Bind it and remind it. Another great pub. <laughs> uh, yes, you have to log out of Facebook everywhere, Safari, Facebook app, etc., and log into the game to bind it again at setting account. <laughs> 
So not only do you always see it, it's also kind of doesn't make any sense. They can use a lesson or two in copywriting and UX writing. There are very there are lots of awkward instances. So you can start a new game. You get uh, these gruff-looking gentlemen stuck in a helicopter, and you start a new game. You will notice that you have to be online to play this game for reasons that are not entirely clear. I imagine it's to do with cloud sync and saving your progress. That doesn't seem like a great trade-off to force people to be online just so you can potentially save your progress across multiple devices. Right. What is largely a, seems like a single player experience. Yeah. So you land with a helicopter, you're introduced Captain K, and you have a bunch of recruits, and you kind of led through a little tutorial of finding out... Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're not Captain K. You play as Neil. Neil. You are Neil. I am Neil. Yeah. Because they shout Neil like 17 times. (laughs) Neil. And you get a nice little tutorial. Like, to be honest, this tutorial starts off... You kind of dumped into it. You're kind of shooting zombies. And I was kind of into it. I was like, that's pretty cool. I was like, okay, great. This was not the game I was kind of expecting. I thought this would be more role-playing fantasy where I was like, oh, this is like a top-down shooter. Like, okay, I'm in for this. I've got a gun. I'm shooting zombies. There's some nice little touches. Like, it goes uh, kind of letterboxing when it shows you stuff and then pops back out of letterbox when you are ready to play. There's like nice little touches like that. That's a a pretty common convention when they enter a cutscene in games. Mm. So it it sort of tells you to say, okay, you can hang back for now and just enjoy the cinematic moment. (laughs) Yes. Look at these letterboxes. Um... Yeah, you like already have a rifle. You have, and like the controls are kind of nice. You as you ha- as you use your other twin stick, the second of the twin sticks, you go like focuses in your shotgun blast, and then mm-hmm. suddenly all these infestor eye. Right. So approaches. with your with your left stick, you're moving around Neil, right from a top down view. Yes. You can move him around pretty fluidly, right? Yeah. And then with the right stick, as you point it to a direction, much like Brawl Stars. It will aim your gun uh, towards that direction. But what's cool is that you sort of see a cone of fire. Um, and the longer you press it towards that direction... Cone of fire, also a great pub. Yeah. <laughs> the, the cone of fire narrows down, saying, like, your accuracy is improving. Yes, and I imagine damage increases with accuracy. Or you're just relied that your bullet is going to go exactly at that place. Oh, I see. Yeah. And I think there's a, there's, a, there's a thing to damage, which will come later, in terms of you prolonging that direction. So let's see, you get to open a door, then, confusingly, someone throws a grenade that blows up the door and you get knocked out. Right. For reasons I never quite understood, and then the zombies come out. Oh no! The what have we done? This was a mistake. Retreats. Yeah, that bit I still don't... I mean, I'm watching it now as we speak, and it's still inexplicable why your teammate throws a grenade or the door you're opening. Or if you threw a grenade, yeah, kind of a, a, a dick move. Yeah, do we think there's something suspicious about that? Mm, Suspects everyone. Through your experience, and even you're just like replaying it now, does it ever explain to you what SOT means? No. No. Nope. Because they repeat it like five times. <laughs> like, you're part of the SOT. I remember my time at the SOT. Like, remember that SOT back training back then? And I don't think I ever understood what SOT means. (laughs) Squad of truth. Mm. They're hunting it out. What is the Ares virus? Where did it come from? Uh, You are then in a kind of day state. You get another cutscene where someone kind of rescues you. But oh no, there's an infestor 
crawling up behind the person whose rescue is you, and you fade to white. And then, oh boy, after all the excitement of that opening scene... Yeah. Eh. You end up at a home who is managed by this old person, elderly person that has saved you, who, by the way, casually came up like, you know, a stroll in the park. Bodden, I believe his name is. Bodden, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there's something suspicious about him. I don't trust him. Casually came up, sort of said, oh, look, you're hurt. I'm going to help you. And then doesn't realize there's an investor behind him when obviously the whole world is in chaos. Decides you to take you to your to his house to heal you up. You wake up in bed. You get a bunch of awkward conversations. Really awkward <laughs> conversations in a strange conversation tree. It gives you some options of branching dialogue. But one thing that was good about it is that there's a button that says end conversation. <laughs> I wish I had that in real life all the time. <laughs> yeah. Edwin, what are you pressing there? Let's end this conversation right now. <laughs> And so it turns out Bodden was bitten by the infester behind him. Mm-hmm. So you get your first quest where suddenly, oh, I don't just have to run around shooting zombies, which I was kind of all for. Yeah. Like, I'm here for this. Let's yeah. do it. Uh, nope. Suddenly inventory management and collecting items and navigating maps suddenly is now the, the game. Not just inventory management. There are like <laughs> seven different inventory management pockets that you can, ones for food, One's for medicine, one's for equipment, one's for quest items. Quest bars. One's for clothes, maybe. <laughs> and another, uh, I think they had a funny word for it. It's like, deal. Which is <laughs> right? like, uh, where, you, where you have your, your moon dollars. Your treatable items. Z coins, I think they call the it. Zombie coins. The yeah. And that's kind of where the game kind of lost me a little bit. Like, you find out you need to go find a cure for your friend Bodden, who I still don't trust. If, right. Yes, you have, you have to go to a forest, find a person. There's, like, some beetle punching, which was a bizarre thing that happens. That's the tutorial number two that you oh, face. Oh, the beetle punching. The beetle punching. How to punch beetles. Yeah. It's a great YouTube video. Boy, do I have some comments about that beetle punching. Like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> How does how would you even punch a beetle? I just don't understand. Well, <laughs> they're giant beetles. I think they're so, giant beetles. Yeah, yeah. I just think punching would be the first thing I would think of doing if I encountered a giant beetle. It's, it's just training you how mm. to get into some melee action. The thing that kept throwing me off was the walking animation. Yeah. Is that his hands are so close <laughs> to his body, he's just like a little schoolboy holding onto his backpack straps and walking like this. <laughs> Yeah. Kind of undercuts the whole heroic image where it's just a kid going to school with a backpack. It is awkward, but like, you know, that the top down view isn't the most flattering view in terms of looking cool. Also very hard to animate arms moving from a top down view. But I yeah. think, yeah, it was really awkward. You're kind of like a a, a rockin', rock'em sock'em robot with your arms at the ready. Yeah, and it looked awkward that he was just like walking around, like his legs completely fluid, moving in all directions, and his arms are just like at the ready, ready to like punch you. So Edwin, I take it you didn't really like this game. Well, let's reveal, because it gives you a timer of time played. <laughs> oh boy. And I can say I have got 13 minutes into the game. Mine says 11 minutes and 55 seconds. Mm. Oh, so I win. <laughs> Great, I'm the but better host. I'm pretty sure that I've played more and it didn't save my progress oh let's talk about saving then good segue i've almost completed a mission but didn't get to the save point and then i decided to check my calendar Uh oh and then when i went back into the screen oh no 
It started with May 8 was the day the outbreak. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? <laughs> and when I started the game, uh, I wake up in Baden's bed, which is like, oh and then have that awkward conversation oh. all over again, which really discouraged me to play all my progress of actually getting the antibiotic and coming back to Baden. So similar problems to stealth of the wind. Yeah. Um, oh, stillness oh. of the wind. Yes. You have to sleep in order to save the progress, or there is a saving location, which you must explicitly do. There doesn't seem to be an autosave, which is very awkward. Especially, yeah, especially if you're, since you make me be online all the time. Exactly. And it's a mobile game. Like, you're going to be switching apps. You're going to get notifications. You're going to get a text from your wife saying, can you please pick up the bread? <laughs> I don't know why that's amusing. That, that was the example you went for, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you need to go to the TV to save, which is just an awkward mechanism, right. which doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. Uh, I think later on, as you explore more of the map, there is a automatic go home button, mm. which I think also doubles as a save. But it's still... It's just still such a strange decision that to make you go back to a certain place to save your progress. Right. It, it seems to me that it, the save needs to be explicit because it needs to sync in some way to the cloud. But I don't know why that's necessary when this is such a single player game. Agreed. Maybe, maybe it's keeping track of the money so you don't secretly get ways to get um, those Z-Bucks. Z-Bucks. But, I'm all about Z-Bucks, as you know. But that was the other thing. Like, I, I, on, I know I only played a little bit of it, but I haven't encountered any monetization things. I think it was a free game. Yeah, I don't think Apple sent me my weekly email of stupid games that I've bought. <laughs> so you have beaten me in terms of times played. Um, but where did you get in terms of the actual quest? Okay, so I went to the forest. I found the hunter... Right. I got some antibiotics for... That conversation was awkward, by the way. I mean, all conversations (laughs) were awkward. It's very bad. Uh, Got the things, um, punched a chicken, came back. Sure, you got to punch that chicken. Yeah. (laughs) A horrible euphemism. (laughs) Went back, administered said drugs to Bodden. Bodden. Found out that I had to go back to the hunter, and that was when I was furious and kind of gave up. Yeah, that's exactly where I was. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to have to go back to this right. doofus. <laughs> to go ah, back. I was just there. I don't want to talk to him again and have this weird conversation with him. You know, <laughs> he knows who Baden is. Like, oh, you must go back to Baden right now. It's like, how do you know Baden? <laughs> yeah. Why are you in the forest? Why are you an old hunter in the forest? Shall we get to the three Let's by threes? Let's get to the three by yeah. threes. I will say the art style... It's pretty cool. Someone described it online as ballpoint style, yep. which is a thing. Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Which I can totally see. It's, it's blue on white. Kind of looks like a blueprint, right? Yeah, it's like a very cool choice. And especially for a, a what I imagine was like, oh, a dark zombie game to have like a white background. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of cool. I thought that was like a nice stylistic choice. There are lots of games that are cropping up that are indie-based games that are using this technique. I think because the assets are faster to create right Mm. um it's either this or pixel based and people who get tired of the pixel stuff who wants a little bit more definition and doesn't want things to look as cutesy i think this is a really good option for speed um i think there was another game called like darkwood or something like that that was a scary top-down game as well Mm -hmm. um uses this type of stuff where it looks hand-drawn but like more pencil based right and that works as well yeah that was very cool i like twin stick shooters I think there's lots of potential. I like uh, that I've just learned about them. Or story. I like the fact that they, they've merged in a really sort of advanced shooting system, right? Where 
you can take your time a little bit, make sure the aiming set before you let go. Um, that beginning moments where you're shooting the zombies felt really good. Yeah. Where you were taking them out pretty accurately and being able to move around pretty fluidly. Um, you seeing the other characters and being able to sort of nudge them away, but not passing through them. I mean, it just felt like really solid from a mechanic standpoint. It was like, well, played. It was easy to use. Mm -hmm. I saw my PUBG hours finally coming useful, getting (laughs) on screen D pads. I was excited like that first, the opening few minutes. Me too. Oh, finally, Sam chose a good game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, second, when I got to the inventory stuff, uh, I was actually pretty excited about it, right? I was like, oh, okay, so I can like, it looks like I can craft things. It looks like I have keys to make sure I have. I was waiting for the potential of really digging into things. But then uh, it was just awkwardly named and too many inventory for a game like this. Like, I wish there was just like one general inventory bag. I remember when I had to unlock something, it wasn't clear that how you had to unlock the door, like... The door said it was locked. I saw the key to open that lock, but then the button to actually say unlock door seemed a little hidden. Right? And then when you press the unlock door, it gave you had to wait for like three seconds before the door actually unlocked. I don't know. Like I see the potential of it. Like maybe there's gonna be moments where you have to craft things and it uses that mechanic and it sets that timer, you know, because you're crafting a a bat or something like that, right? Yeah, there's a lot of story. If you want story I mean, it's a pretty standard story, but there does seem to be a bunch of story there. Yeah. If that is what you want. So that's actually my negative as well. It's like... Ooh, transition. There is a story, but it's very... It's a very typical zombie story. If you played games like Resident Evil, this is almost ripped straight out of it. In fact, one of the zombie drawings looks like a zombie from Resident Evil, which is like that brain-looking thing with the long tongue that you see in the beginning montage. Mm. They call it a liquor in Resident Evil. Nice. Oh, the mysterious government department, You're and zombies, a soldier taking... task force. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I've seen this before. Mm. Sounds like we're in the bad points already, Sam. Yes, so carry are. us on. Um, the dialogue is so bad. <laughs> oh, the dialogue is so bad. <laughs> uh, it seems like. Do you know when you watch? I love Chinese movies. I love Kung Fu Hustle. Um, but a lot of my enjoyment comes from reading the culture through the translated words. Whenever they say stuff like, you know, just come in uncle, like, don't mind it. Just take off your shoes and walk in. Right. Like when they say that it could mean like a very natural thing in China, but when it's translated and you see it, you get that kind of oh, you know, I'm totally experiencing a different culture. But considering this game is based, supposedly based like in a Western world, you're an, you you seem to be like either an American or European soldier from the SOT, whatever that means. (laughs) Yeah, squad of truth. Using words that you normally would see from like a Chinese movie come through was just like very, it broke so many walls for me. You know, even when they say like stuff like, oh, you know, I'm just an old man and you have a long time to live, young man. Some, some, it just, that kind of stuff would never come out in like a Western dialogue, but it comes out very easily in Earth's virus. While the art style is pretty cool, oh boy, the UI elements they've chosen on top is pretty gross. I could imagine this as kind of a Winamp skin from 1998. It looks like uh, a Java... <laughs> Yeah, you can probably do a better analysis of why it feels so janky but it's like purple and 
white, but they've tried to do some 3D shading, shading, yeah. like the glossy button kind of thing, which doesn't really work. But then the buttons are the only thing that have that treatment, and the rest of it is just very yeah, just like the menus. Some of the menus have like beveled edges that yeah. you don't really need it to be there. Um, it also seems like I don't know, like whenever they use like the default Arial font that comes with like the system that always kind of throws me off, especially when it's not formatted properly. Yeah. Like one even like small little detail is that as the characters are talking, they get a speech bubble on screen. And then as the words come in, the speech bubble expands to fit the words rather than the speech bubble appearing at the the correct size. Right. And then the words just coming in, even things like that was just a little bit jarring to, to see. Yeah. And I didn't understand the color coding of the things they were talking about. And it'd be random words like, <laughs> oh, yes, like they love doing that. <laughs> I am in hard brackets bed. <laughs> In red, and then wait until I get a little rest in just like regular red. And I'm like, what's? <laughs> what? Can I tap on this? Is this, yeah. a, this is a hyperlink? I don't know if they're trying to show emphasis or if those are like objective markers. Yeah, it was just awkward. There's a whole bunch of discontinuity between mm. you know that first screen you see. It's got like the Aries virus logo and some like Japanese text. And you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Chinese letters. Uh, some Chinese letters. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. But then you get. This like weird aerial bland font in a awful 1990s pop-up window. And not even in a cool retro way, just in an awkward, gross way. And then you've got the cool art in the background. It's just quite jarring. My last bad point, I mean, there are a lot, but like, you know, we got to wrap this. <laughs> On the second tutorial about the melee stuff, where you learn to smash punching. a bug with, I believe is a cricket bat, but they call it something else. They call it like catcher wood or something like that. It was something really weird. But as soon as you're done with that tutorial, I think this is the first tutorial where they quiz you on the oh, tutorial. A quiz. <laughs> it's like, what do the red lines mean? <laughs> it means my cone of vision when I charge up the shot. Good. Now, what's the best way to approach this instance? By sidestepping and not making sure you get hurt. Great, Neil. You're going to be a good soldier. And of course, if you play it like me, there is no consequences for getting the wrong answer. Oh, really? Because I just, was like, well, I don't know. Go away. No, that's incorrect. Try again. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, uh, I didn't even want to risk it. <laughs> well, you think they just lock you out of the game? Sorry. You didn't pay attention. You're not game prepared over. to play this yeah. game. <laughs> if you're not going to take it seriously, neither am I. <laughs> Final 7 day rating. If I'm going to be completely truthful, three. I tried it three days because one of them deleted like the save didn't take so i had to start over three days but i in effort i think it was two days yeah this is two days for me sort of once playing it through and then the second day oh i have to go back to see that flipping hunter in the forest (laughs) i just came from there (laughs) nope i wish there were more games like this that just did it better like i really like the feel of the gameplay and if the dialogue wasn't awkward and the mission system, I'm, I'm okay with the mission system. I'm okay going back to the old hunter. Like, I just wish the motivation and the dialogue was just a little bit better. Yeah. Plus the saving system. QC play, if you're listening, I would freaking love an arcade mode. Mm. Hey, let me just play just tutorial. Kill some zombies. Yeah. Give me that. I mean, that sounds, that'd be awesome. I would be yeah. there for that. That'd be great. But I feel like, yeah, you could have the arcade mode if you just want to shoot some stuff. And then that would kind of be the hook into learning more about the story and finding out more mm. things and actually having that drive to go grind away in the forest with an old man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is my turn to choose a game for the next week. Sam, get ready to start using phrases like 
flavor profile, Uh-oh. mouthfeel. Uh-oh. Because, Sam, we have seven days to play Funky Restaurant. Mmm. Arcade food serving manager. Would you please read the description? Nothing would please me more. Serve food in most exciting way you have ever tried. Aim, throw, and place dish on a tray. Make trick shots, collect bonuses, and score as much as you can in funky mode. <laughs> I love me a funky mode. Have you ever dreamed of creating restaurant empire? Hard work makes miracles. From tiny burger booth to huge luxury restaurant chain. Become rich. Found new restaurants. Upgrade. Hire cooks and chefs. Collect all funny characters, earn money, and have fun serving food from around the world. I feel like they're missing letters or words from they time are, to time. This is true. Yes. Uh, and this, yeah. Uh, this came out a couple of weeks ago. I actually pre-ordered this. Cool. I was mild, mildly interested by it. Because uh, I do have a, a dream of a restaurant design game mm. that I've been kind of mulling over. And I may have started a research deck into that, but... Restaurant design, meaning, like, placement for efficiency? Are you ever online, like, Dos Toros, and you're mm-hmm. like, this whole system is ridiculous. Right. I could do a better job. Yes. I feel like I could channel that feeling into a game. You know, I always do that when I'm at a restaurant. <laughs> right. Like, this one restaurant that I used to go to in Astoria, I always see the waiters bump into each other as they're going through the same way. And I was like, these people can just easily set a rule that whenever they walk around the restaurant, just walk clockwise. And they would not bump into each other at all. Right. <laughs> right? Like the bumping caused minutes of delay. Add that up. You'll get hours. Yes. If they just simply walk clockwise, they wouldn't bump into each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Dostoros near our old office had a quite ingenious dual counter system, mm. but a single line that would snake throughout the store and then rather the people waiting you know just going forward to each counter they would stand at the meeting of the two counters and wait there and then proceed to either one counter or the other and then i was there one day and and groceries were being delivered and like this guy had to roll a hand truck through the crowd and then once you get to the end of the counter you're kind of stuck because you have to then walk back through the line it was just yeah so often i think this is crazy could we gamify this mm. and do some kind of rating of like how long do people wait how confused do people yeah. like where to get things from and then you have to design a restaurant yeah there's something so, there but i don't know so that's really interesting because there was a game oh yeah called sim tower back in the 90s i believe mm-hmm. and it was under like the sim umbrella of games the umbrella but Originally, it wasn't designed as a game by the, the, the by the by the developer. It was actually a Japanese developer, and he wrote a program to find the most efficient way that an elevator would work within a tower. So the elevator plays a crucial part in Sim Tower, but it's not actually the main focus in the game. So much like that, like a restaurant game, <laughs> yeah, would be the point of the game, but the emphasis and the most important aspect of that game could actually be the footpath and Mm. the intended traffic. Yes. Are we giving away a great idea for a game here? I've got so far as to research quick service restaurant design and put a few links in a deck. But please, if someone else wanted to make it, then by all means do, because I just don't think I'd ever have the time to do it. Right. But I do not think Funky Restaurant is quite that. It no. looks like a little bit more like a cross between Burger. And yeah, Philip Stallenmeyer's game. Yeah. I don't know why that name just popped into my head, but... You're a game professional. I don't know. I'm interested to see how they 
working the empire building aspect mm. on top of sort of arcade games. Uh, this is from Digital Melody Games. Oh, they made a previous game. They made a previous game. Johnny Di- Diggerman. John Diggerman. Wow, howdy, folks. I'm John Diggerman. Uh, which I think we were ambivalent about. I think we liked back of that arcade well. So, Sam, you have Seven Days of Play, Funky Restaurant. Sam, we have a new segment. Uh-oh. Edwin makes a playlist for Sam. Hmm. And then Sam complains about it. <laughs> well, not really complain. Appreciate. He appreciated my Hanson, my top ten Hanson songs mm-hmm. that are not umbop. I have made a new playlist for Sam. It starts from me complaining. Oh, maybe and that's then what you about. create the playlist. See, you complain, I create. Yeah, that's the system. It works it's, pretty well. It's a beautiful system. <laughs> I'm very thankful for it, and I appreciate it. So, I believe I was complaining about how I dislike Pearl Jam songs that aren't from Ten. <laughs> Right. Because 10 was an amazing album. It got me introduced to Pearl Jam. And then ever since then... It is a strong album. It's been a slow decline and more just Eddie Vedder going... (laughs) And separately to that, I had a conversation with someone about Pearl Jam and they asked me if I was a Pearl Jam fan. Mm. And my response was, well, I like Pearl Jam songs that aren't just on 10. So yes, I guess I am a Pearl Jam fan. Mm. And so that got me thinking, I should make a playlist, Edwin's top 10 Pearl Jam songs that are not on 10. And I've heard this playlist. It's really good. Oh, okay, good. I I completely forgot about Versus, which I think is my, probably my favorite Pearl Jam album. The Goat album. The Goat album, yeah. And I think that's actually my favorite Pearl Jam album. You included like two or three songs that are on it, but, you know, Dissident is a great, great song, which you added in there. Yep. Um, the Pelican did not put the Pelican song in did there. Did not put the Pelican song in there. That is a that is a great album and reminds me a lot of my high school years. Oh boy, did myself. Okay, so I was kind of expecting you to go. No, this is terrible. Yeah, I mean, some of those songs do revolve around the territory of Eddie Vedder just humming into the mm, mic. Yeah, yeah, I think that's kind of, yeah. You can't really get away from it. But I think the progression of the way that I heard the songs in your playlist made me appreciate it. Right. I mean, I did. Yeah, I kind of tried to start with a few bangers, and then introduced a little bit more quirky ones. Um, did you make it to the last song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. Like, yeah, I good. listened to the whole thing without complaints, and I think it helps that someone is curating this for me. Now you should make me a playlist of Sam's like most hated Pearl Jam songs, where oh. it's just Eddie Vedder going, oh, oh yes, discordant strumming. <laughs> That would, that yeah. would, I mean, I'd have to listen to Pearl Jam that songs. Does, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I think pretty much like one of the latest albums, I can just pick five yeah. random songs from there. If you want to check it out, there's a link to it in the show notes. Sam, before we go, my thing of the week. Was that a thing of the week? I don't know what you said. <laughs> Sam, my thing of the week is a Netflix documentary, Catwalk. Oh, fancy. Mm, no, it's about cat shows. Okay. Yeah. Show cats, a whole crazy world where people take their cats to be judged. And, well, this, the lives of the people who do that. Mm. It is, it's like a charming documentary. It's not like, oh my God, a revelation or cuts to the core. But and it's a, it's a real documentary. It's not like best in show. It is a real documentary to the best of my knowledge. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's just quite a cute Charming Saturday afternoon documentary. 
called the catwalk it's called catwalk it is on netflix uh you kind of see the two rivalries between these two cats <laughs> because the way the judging works is that you need to go to every cat show in the circuit mm. and then you kind of accumulate points with each show over the year you kind of then tally up your final points and then you find the greatest cat in the world wow and so this tracks the rivalries between bobby and ooh la la <laughs> What year was this set in? Maybe last year, I think. Okay. Yeah. Bobby was sort of a reigning champ. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, ooh la la comes ooh la along. La. And she's a long-haired furry cat who mm. just the judges go like, oh my God, this is amazing. The bone structure <laughs> is so good. Ah, oh, such a such a straight rectangular body. I love such it. Such a revelation yes. in the feline world. I mean, it's always fascinating to see people talk about something they're super passionate about, yeah. even however bananas it is. Yeah, it's just like what a... Charming it's a nice, nice peek into a world that is completely alien to you. Yeah. yeah. And then I started to think like, oh, maybe I could show cats. <laughs> <laughs> Another career change. I just need to move to an apartment that A, can accept pets to begin mm. with. So, you know, I've kind of got some hurdles to... And two, probably should own a cat. And probably two should own a cat. Yeah. Yeah. Both but, difficult you know, things. The year is, the year is young. Uh, catwalk on Netflix. If you want like a nice, charming documentary on a weekend afternoon, I, I recommend it. I'll consider it. Yeah, okay. I will consider it. Okay. There are lots of things for me to watch. Speaking of which, my thing of the week, a movie that I began watching in, in Stockholm because it was free on the Netflix there and then decided not oh. to buy it and then continue it because now it is on Amazon Prime. Wow, it's been a quite journey then. <laughs> movie is called Annihilation. Annihilation, a sci-fi scary movie. Sci-fi scary-ish movie with Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaac. This movie is kind of odd. It had me thinking, you know, first, did I like it or did I not like it? I like the feel of the movie. I like the pacing of the movie. There were some like really violent scenes in there, which I felt was gratuitous and, but, you know, strangely fitting. Um, Some really cool sci-fi things that I think, you know, not a lot of movies tend to do. It got me interested in potentially reading the book. I think it has, it's a, it's a three-part book. First one, I think it's called Annihilation. It's about uh, a mysterious occurrence that happens on, in part of America. And people go and figure out what it is. Is it zombies? No. Okay, good. Yeah. Is Is there a secret government agency? Um, is there SOTs? Oh, what does SOT mean, though? <laughs> now, Sam, was this the movie that you kept your phone in offline mode for because you downloaded it on Netflix in Europe and you tried to stay offline as long as possible once you got back here so you could yes. watch it, but you failed and you went online and suddenly just disappeared? It just disappeared <laughs> yeah, right away, yeah. Because licenses. This is it. Yeah. This was the one. And then I couldn't bear myself to buy it again on Netflix. I mean, <laughs> buy it on Amazon. It was like... 20 bucks now. I was like, no, but I had it. It was just there in my iPad. I had it. Before we go, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, We are going to be busy. One of us is. (laughs) In the next week. So (laughs) we will actually have 14 days to play. Funky restaurant. Wow. I'm excited. How funky can we go? And we'll be back the following week. Yep. If I was prepared, I could tell you the dates, but I do not. You can guess. Yeah, you can guess. Yeah. Two weeks from now. So play along with us. Funky restaurant. Tweet us gaming suggestions at 7 Days to Play. Find us wherever you find mediocre podcasts at 7 Days to Play. Don't email us. 7 Days to Play!